When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome back a Court of Mist and Fury. We are episode three. Yes. Chapters eight through 12. <sighs> and we're calling this episode... The turning point. Oh, yes, it so is. It so is. Can I, when I was preparing for this episode, yes. I was just, I was so mad. Like, the those, these, these chapters just made me so mad. Like, I just, I have no other, like, <laughs> feeling to, like, summarize with. Like, I, and I finished, of course, at, like, 1030 at night. Of course. And then I was like, how am I supposed to go to bed? Yeah. After finishing these chapters. <laughs> And the whole stopping part sucks. I'm I like, know. I need to keep reading. I know. But uh, what were your initial feelings? I wasn't as mad rereading this because this is the third time I'm reading this book. Right. I wasn't as mad yeah. as obviously the first time because I knew kind of what to expect. Yep. Um, but I just, like, I forgot how different she's treated at the night court versus the spring court. And, yeah. like, I really just forgot how much she was suffering yeah internally and like how it's just kind of overlooked and brushed off mm-hmm. so that really just it brought it all back and i was like ah i agree yeah, now i remember why i hated i hated this part so much like mm-hmm. hated tamlin so much in this exactly and it's hard to read this before we dig in deep it's hard to read these chapters too because we just so recently dug so deep into their love, mm-hmm. into A Court of Thorns and Roses. And we went, like, you and I were, like, notating it, breaking it down, right? So it's, mm-hmm. like, it's so hard yeah. to see this transition. Like, mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking yeah. to see how he has evolved from someone who, like, celebrated her warrior nature to mm-hmm. being, like, way overly protective. Yeah. So it's just, like... But I do think maybe part of the reason why I wasn't as mad this time reading it through is because we did such a deep dive into mm. the first book, and I really understood Tamlin a lot more yeah. as, like, this protector, and, like, really, like, we emotionally went into what he was going through, whereas yeah. before I never really cared so much what he went through. Yeah. It was more what Pharaoh was going through, and so when I was reading this, I, I still, in the back of my head, I'm like, Tamlin's been through so much. Like, he needs to have yeah just, like, some you know yeah just like a little like not be as hateful towards him as i have been in the past yeah. so no i'm still just as mad but there's a layer of sadness on top of it yeah i think maybe that's what it is it's not just all hate there's like yeah. other feelings attached to it yeah so so 
Chapter eight. Chapter eight. All right. Um, so I whipped out the cranky stickers again. Ooh. <laughs> so this one's a cranky summary. Okay. Um, I put the tithe begins. Pharaoh's heart of empathy puts her in a tense situation, but also grants her a new friend. Mm. Chapter eight. Chapter eight. What were your first thoughts? Um, just initially she spends one day with Tamlin yeah. and then he's gone. I, was, I put, he's gone. I was like, wait a second. You were just like gone for yep. a week at the night court. Yep. Taken away from your wedding. Mm-hmm. You spend one day with the man that yep. lost his mind that you were being taken away. Mm-hmm. He, he stays for one day and then he leaves you. I know. He only gets you for three weeks a month. Like it's not, it's different now. It's not where, oh, you're just always going to be there. Yep. You get her for three weeks at a time and then she's taken. Wouldn't you want to make like use yep. that time? Why can't you travel on your off week? I know. Like that's when you should be gone. Yeah. I, I don't know if like the dangers of Perithian are caring I about mean, his schedule, but I agree with you. I was just like, you're gone that soon? I know. But she's so understanding of it. Like she oh. even says, I tried not to take it personally, not when he had so much on his shoulders, even if he wouldn't tell me much about it. And I was like, she is so dang understanding. She really is. I would not be. Mm-hmm. I would take it personally. I know. <laughs> oh, this poor girl. And so she's just kind of like existing until he comes back for the mm-hmm. tithe. Yeah. Which, again, we, when we talk about this court, it's very traditionalist. Right. And we really see that play out here. Mm-hmm. And like just so just before that because oh, i believe sorry. she's hanging out no you're good i think she's hanging out with ianthe while tamlin's gone basically mm. um and she basically she's thinking that it had been an effort not to look at the eye tattooed in my palm to remember what reese had snarled at me mm. about like because she basically is like accepting that she doesn't have to do anything right um because everybody else just does it for her yeah. she's like tamlin goes out and does stuff and i'm okay not knowing yeah. Like just thinking to herself, and Nianthi takes care of everything here. And I'm just like, oh, it's fine. But his like, words really made an impact on her. Yeah, for sure. And it's like you have that constant reminder of literally every time you look at your left hand. Yeah. You have the words he said. The words he said. You're just mm. going to be reminded of that. That's so true. So, I don't know. Um, but so we move into the tithe, mm-hmm. and it. It's very reminiscent to me of, like, olden times when you have, like, a king and the people come. That's and they exactly get, yeah. what I was thinking of. Like, they've got, like, the receiving room. Yep. Where it's, like, people just line <laughs> up and bring, like, whatever chickens, gold, yep. whatever they need. But I was like, what is the tithe based on? I yeah. Like, is it, I mean. I was wondering that, too. I was like, clearly it is it is some, like, percentage-based type thing because it's different for different people. Right. But, like, how do you determine that in this Well, especially world? the past 50 years, everybody's yeah. been locked up. So I'm like, what are you basing this off of? It's not like people have grown crops and right. you're getting 10% of their crops or whatever. Nobody's been working. Everybody's mm-hmm. been under the mountain or in these, like, enslavement camps or whatever. So yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I still mm-hmm. think three months is way too soon to be yes. getting a tithe after under the mountain because people are still trying to get their lives in order. I totally agree. Um, but, you know, it mm-hmm. is what it is. So, um, and then a water wraith mm-hmm. shows up yep. and can't pay her tithe. Mm-hmm. And Tamlin gets intense. He's very merciless. Yes. Which, again, I understand yes. because, especially because this is the first tithe he's done in, you know, 50 years. 
Yeah, in a way, but I also feel like since it's the first time he's done in 50 years, we should maybe give people a little bit of grace in completing the tie since it's only been the three months. But to him, it's like he's already pushed it off one month. Yep. So to him, he probably thinks, well, I gave them a month. And I get Mm -hmm. it. It's like you can't be lenient with one person because then everybody's going to want the same treatment. Right. I get it, but... But, I mean... I think Farah makes a good point. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly when she says it, but she says something along the lines of like, "We don't need this, right? Like, why are we even doing this, right?" Which, not that I understand how one runs an estate, right? But I think it's a fair question. I think so too. But then again, it's like, well, if they didn't pay their tithe, then nobody's gonna pay the tithe, and then right. it's like the whole estate would crumble. Like, I, I do understand that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like maybe one of those things it's like you could talk to them in private afterwards and just be like what can we do right. like try to work with them a little bit well and that's what favorite kind of does is she's mm-hmm. like why why make her starve why not help her replenish the pond right which I think is like a really interesting perspective for rulers like I feel like people who you know take ownership of a and this comes from you know my years of watching like British TV and Downton <laughs> Abbey and the Tudors and whatever. Right. But I feel like I feel like leaders that take an interest in giving to their people right. get more from their people. For sure. And so, you know, when a ruler's just like demanding things, their people get exhausted and drained mm-hmm. and it's like but if they're if you're like, "Hey, it's the teach a man to fish thing." It's like, yeah. "I'm not just going to take the fish. I'm going to teach this person how to do that or help replenish these resources so that they can be more fruitful and then thus give back to us. Like, I think that's a different perspective than just like what Tamlin's used to, but I thought it was a really good idea and a good like perspective that she brings to this table. If Mm -hmm. she's to like rule beside him. I definitely agree. The only thing I will say is that we obviously are not part of Prithian. Yeah. (laughs) We don't know the fairies because everyone seems to have the same kind of response to this water yeah. type fairy it's like people are guarding all their jewels like yeah, they don't like them at no. all like Andy, she like puts her hand on her like jeweled belt so it's like as if like this person was just gonna reach over and grab mm-hmm. it off of her and like, like everybody do everybody's <laughs> the same kind of reaction so i was like well maybe you know they know something that we don't because i True. mean they do say that they're gluttons basically they'll mm-hmm. eat whatever they're always going to be out of fish because mm-hmm. they're always going to eat everything in sight kind of thing so Again, it's like I, I get it, but as as humans, we're like, oh, yeah. it's like you should try. Mm-hmm. I'm sure over the past thousands of years, people have probably tried with this right. specific type of fairy. I think it's interesting um, though that they've talked about her and mm-hmm. act like they're monsters, right? But you don't have actual monsters paying you a tithe. No, like the Naga are not here paying a tithe right so it's like part of me is like okay clearly there's been some weird animosity Mm -hmm. here but also like she's still a member of your court right yeah like why like i I don't know it's just this weird juxtaposition i'm like why are you treating her like a monster when she's a member of your court right you know but so basically they tell her she has what like three days to yeah i think so otherwise like the next tithe it's like doubled yeah basically and she just kind of leaves Mm. um but farah just she can't handle this and i was like it's just like a reminder that her heart she still has a human heart like it's so clearly visible yeah right now that she has a human heart she goes after her and like she obviously has like all these onlookers the guards are watching her and she just takes off all of her jewelry 
just gives it to her and she's like no. I don't want anything in return like literally just use this to buy fish for your yeah. pond like that's so so nice she is she like we talked about this on a mini about how she's a Hufflepuff and yeah. this just like gave me big Hufflepuff it feels is. yeah but I thought it was so interesting how like shocked the Wraith was yes and it's like she's to your point she's been treated so unkindly by people right. whether she deserved it or not based off of like mm-hmm. past circumstances that I think someone just being nice to her she's like what yeah. <laughs> like well, what is happening and especially in the fairy realm everything comes with a price yeah. as we've learned so for somebody to say I want nothing like this is literally I'm just of. giving it to you I, I wouldn't be able to comprehend that and mm-hmm. the Wraith even says like we will not forget this like not me not my sisters I we know. will not forget this and I was like I mean, that's nice because, yeah, who would forget something like that when somebody's truly just saying, no, take it. Like, I don't want anything in return. Yeah. Um, I agree. Mm. Um, Okay, so the day continues, and eventually they're at dinner. Mm -hmm. And Tamlin is none too happy with Farah. No. He's got a little bit of an attitude. But we, I mean, we get to the, like, the root cause, really, of Farrah's decision to help this wraith. Basically, she just sees herself and her sisters in, Mm -hmm. you know, this wraith and, like, how she was starved and how her sisters were starving and how this wraith and her sisters are starving. And she doesn't think Tamlin understands, like, what she suffered or what, like, this fairy is suffering with, which is true. I mean, he's never gone without. Yep. So kind of like I feel like it's like a news flash reality flash for him mm-hmm. and for her it's just it's seeing it's like so real it's like bringing back all these memories of right. what human life was like and she wasn't able to do anything about it then but she can now yeah. so she wants to I also appreciated that she had some fire again for yes. a moment because he because we know Tamlin has a temper right and we see that more in this reading like my gosh yep. but um, he clearly is getting mad at her right mm-hmm. it has like his lips spinning and he's saying because you undermine the laws of this court and they're using that like a tags for intensity um but she like kind of cuts him off like she tells him like don't you talk to me like that you have no idea and she's like she she is pushing against him yeah while everyone else is just constantly cowering to mm-hmm. him and so it's nice to see to see some fire in her for a moment yeah even if it's like connected back to this like historic trauma for her Mm -hmm. i feel like she's just been like a ghost and so i don't know just seeing that i know made me happy and like i like that lucian was on her side about it like he's trying to calm tamlin down he's like she meant no harm which is true she didn't like she was genuinely just trying to help so Mm -hmm. i like that lucian he sees what farah is doing and sees it for the value of what she's doing yeah so um but during that farah slips into lucian's mind I was like, excuse me, what? Yeah. She was practicing with Reese for a week, maybe? Well, she was just practicing the walls. Right. And she now slipped into someone's mind. No, it was crazy. And it was, she said, it was a pattern of thinking and feeling that was old and clever and sad. So endlessly sad and guilt-ridden. Hopeless. (laughs) It, like, broke my heart because I love Lucian. I do, too. And, I mean, we know his trauma of what he went through with the fairy that he loved and his brothers and his dad and all and then everything under the mountain with him too and he's just I love him he's so light and happy and funny and to know that he's just putting on this mask all the time constantly I know it makes me so sad for him it is heartbreaking that description was just like 
It's like, no, you don't Ugh. want anyone's mind to be just so hopeless and guilt-ridden and endlessly sad. Yeah. So I was... But, I mean, I was impressed that, like, Farrah did that, and she's, like, probably shocked as well. I mean, like, she was shocked. <laughs> um, but so she just kind of, like... I think that that frustration and the argument caused her to be like, I'm I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Which, again, a little bit of that fire, Tamlin said, we're not finished with this meal. And she goes, oh, get over yourself. And I was like, I, I don't like to see them fight. Like, I don't like that. But no. I, I'm, I'm like, I like to see the fire. I'm just I, glad she has a spark again. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. And when she goes to leave, she thinks that she sees handprints burned onto the table which is a like i was like whoa like whoa. More, more powers like what she's i mean yeah we're slowly seeing these between right. um what have we seen so, so we saw the fire right here mm-hmm. we saw the mind the mind we saw i feel like we've seen another one already i don't know if we saw it already if we're about to in another chapter okay. that we i think we read it in Fair the next enough. chapter but so Regardless, we're starting to see some of these powers. We've seen her fruition. That's yep. what we've seen. Her, like, bending all the silver. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing I was thinking of. <laughs> Super strange. Yeah. But we do see another one, I think, in maybe the next chapter with the shape-shifting. Oh, yeah. So. But, yeah, this section shows a lot of those powers. Yeah. There's a the shape-shifting. There's the wind. Mm-hmm. There's the darkness. There's a lot in these chapters. Yeah. Woo. Um, okay. So that was chapter eight. So. All right, yeah, they end the evening cranky mm-hmm. with each other. Yes. All right. Chapter nine. Mm-hmm. So this chapter, this is going to sound controversial. I've made it an in my feel sticker. Okay. Because I feel very proud of Feyre. Okay. In this chapter. So there we go. Mm-hmm. I put Feyre seeks out Tamlin to share how she feels. I can go with I can I can understand that. I can understand yes. it in my well, feels. When I look at my, my feeling options I've made. Yes. It just was the one that fit the best. It does. Uh, yeah, I see that. So, what's going on? First thoughts. Um, Let's see. On this one, so she, I know she's talking with Alice yes. um, in the beginning. And Alice is kind of like bringing up what she did with the Wraith Fairy, which is like, well, clearly news has spread. Um, and kind of to reiterate that, Alice says, too many fairies have tasted hunger these past 50 years. Don't think word of this won't spread. Yeah. I was like, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. Because Alice is, you know, that Mrs. Potts figure where she's mm-hmm. always kind of like looking over Farah, has helped her with stuff. And I don't, I can't tell if this is like, like I'm mad at you for doing this, like word's going to spread negatively about Tamlin's right. court. or. I'm so proud of you for doing this. Word's going to spread that you are this kind-hearted soul. Mm. I couldn't tell, like, the vibe. What word is going to spread? Right. Is it approval or disapproval? Right. That's a, I didn't even catch it. That's a really good question. Yeah. Because Alice is always, she seems always very impartial, but has her opinions. Yeah. So I've never, I never quite know with her. I, my first read, I took this as disapproval. I made a note of, like, this is now going to be, like, a potentially sticky situation. Right. But I really like that perspective of mm. it's, like word spreading about her kindness Mm -hmm. as well Mm. um and then we get into tamlin apologizing yes which i appreciate that he realizes like her trauma realizes what she's been through and he's genuinely apologizing for what he said 
and he admits that he was wrong to have said those things um, and what he did to her um, and that Lucian and Farrah were right um, and that he'll basically, he'll never understand what she went through. Yeah. So I just, I like that he's, you know, humbling himself and like mm-hmm. he's showing her that, yes, I am listening to you. Like I do, I realize I like can't understand, but I'm trying to. Right. Just trying to be a good guy to her. No, I agree. That came across as like very humble, mm-hmm. which is a change from dinner. I was going to say, it's not very Tamlin-esque. No. <laughs> as a Gryffindor. No, yes, I'm kidding. Yes, as a Gryffindor, yes. <laughs> um, so f- he gives her an apology gift. Mm-hmm. And it's a paint set. Yeah. With the color red. I know. This stuck out to me. And I don't know if, like, it was the paint set in general or it was the paint set combined with the red paint or if it was just the red paint, like, that really set her off or... Like, to me, it's probably all of it. I think it's all of it because part of me is, like... Because she hasn't... Tamlin, have you been paying attention? I know. Like, it's one of those things where it's, like, if, if you tell someone you, like... I don't know. If I tell someone I like LaCroix. Right. And then that person only ever for the rest of my life gets me LaCroix. Right. Even if I stop drinking LaCroix and I'm like, I haven't drank a LaCroix in 10 years. Why are you still getting me LaCroix things? Right. It's like in their head, this is what you like. Exactly. And they're not actually paying attention to like you as you are right now. That that was the vibe that gave me. I, yeah, I, under, I agree. And he's, I mean, he has so much going on. He's been gone a bunch. Yeah. So, I mean, to give him the benefit of the doubt, he might not fully realize, but also part of me is like, you're her partner. Mm-hmm. You should, should pay attention. I know. Well, he probably, like, similar to this, it's like if he's buying her paint supplies, has he even realized that she hasn't even gone into her room, like right. the painting room, because it's so dark and there's, like, not enough windows and yep. light and she feels trapped in there. And, like, all the different rooms, like, because Resand like, knew that, obviously, because she sent it down the bond and everything right. like that. So it's like, has Tamlin even noticed that she doesn't even go into that room. Not even that she doesn't paint, but she doesn't even go into right. that room anymore. Probably not, I'm no. guessing. Um, um, but this is where we lead into the part that I just, I felt very proud of Favor for doing. I was so proud of her. She's This honest. is hard. Yes. It is, it is not easy mm-hmm. to be honest with your partner about what you're feeling mm-hmm. when it's a direct, like, directly connected to their actions. Right, yeah. It's not... It's not so much just this kind of like third party feeling. It's right. like because they're doing this, you feel this. Yes. And they've been through so much. Right. And so it's like, it's not like, it's not like husband, you didn't do the dishes and I'm frustrated. Right. It's like a very deep level of emotion. And so her talking about this mm-hmm. is, it's just so brave. And she said like, I began shaking, but for me, for us, I made myself say, mm-hmm. and I was like, Yes, like you, like we've been saying this this whole time. Like you need to talk to each other. I know, and it's it shouldn't have taken as long as it had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I'm glad she finally said you know. started talking and being honest. Yeah. Um, and at one point, I think more um, out of frustration, she, um, he said, "My family was faster and stronger than you, and they were murdered quite easily." And she goes, "Then marry someone who can put up with this." And he's like, "Do you not want to marry me then?" Which it's right. like, you don't drop that card. No, no. <laughs> I was like, Farah, you I don't mean, say that. That's a little much, especially because it was literally like a week ago that you were supposed to get married. Kind of stopped in the middle I of the aisle. So it's like, obviously that's still probably fresh on his brain because you haven't really <sighs> talked about it yet. I know. It's very applicable to this situation. Yes. But I'm just like, 
I cringed a little bit. I'm like, oh, you don't pull that card. I know. That's such a, that's such a hard card to pull. Mm-hmm. Um, but she kind of pulls it back to like how she's been feeling. And she's like, of course I do. But you, Tamlin, I'm drowning. And she goes, I'm drowning. And the more you do this, the more guards, you might as well be shoving my head underwater. And so bringing it back to how she is feeling yeah. from this, which mm-hmm. from what I've learned in therapy is what you're supposed to do. It's you, the I statements. <laughs> you are. And like I said, I'm proud of her. It's yes. just, it's not that it's so. It's a hard conversation. It's a hard, yeah. I was going to say, it's not harsh. It's just, it's hard. Yes. And it's got to be so hard for Tamlin to hear it too. Exactly. And it's like how receptive, like people never want to hear bad things. So right. So it's like how long can you stay receptive for? How mm-hmm. much is he actually going to listen and try to change? But also like this is building for them. Oh, I know. I know. Part of me is like, Farrah, if you mentioned this the first week. Right. It might not have built to this level I know, and for like you. things might not have gotten that bad. He might have realized it and like changed his ways before. Right. He just felt this overbearing protectiveness yes. for you. It's like, like I've had moments in my marriage where Richard will bring something up and I'm like, Wait, you've been feeling that way that whole time? Like, right. why didn't you say anything? I would have stopped doing it however long ago. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, communication is so important. But, like, I'm glad she's finally getting it out there. I know. I am, too. But, unfortunately, uh, yeah. Tamlin throws a tantrum. That's the only way I can put it. Yeah. Like, here, temper, I mean, I'll get into this in the next chapter. Tempers bother me. Yeah. I have strong feelings about people's tempers <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute but i literally just put a sticker next to this and i'm like wtf like yeah. everything explodes basically basically but i didn't know if that was him or her oh at this point that's yeah. true i jumped the gun a page fair enough yeah like i i didn't really know i was like wait is that well no it says instinct taking over as his power blasted through the room oh i must have missed that i was just like wait what Gotcha. I was like, is it exploding? Oh, yeah. That makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and he's, this is not the first time he has out of rage, like, just, like, burst right. his power out. No. But probably with her in the room, it's the first time. It's the first time with her in the room. Because every sure. other time, it's, like, something that's bad has happened to her. Right. She's left. And like, then... when Reese visited the Supreme Court back in Akatar. Yep. When he took her the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been several instances where he's, like, lost his cool and just, like, yeah. explodes. But it's always because, like, something bad's happened to Farah, And now he's what's bad that's happened to yeah. her. So it's, like, it's still in line with every other time he explodes. It's just he's mm-hmm. he's the cause this time. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. And, again, it's, like, he – it's super hard for him to hear, but he needed to hear it. Yeah. So. Um – Okay, chapter 10? Mm-hmm. Chapter 10. All right. I put, Tamlin attempts to make up for his temper as Feyre occupies the days in the library. That is, until Resand appears to claim his bargain once more. So, chapter 10 starts. Chapter 10 starts. So, we mentioned this earlier, but clearly Feyre has powers. Yes. Like, she shielded herself. She, and unintentionally, too. Yeah. It's like she kind of just bubbled herself up. I'm just, like, imagining this, like, purple bubble, like, around her with, like, wavy static. Yeah. Um, And basically protected herself from being very hurt because it's, Mm -hmm. like, it says it was shards of nothing, a shell of a room. Like, that is 
serious damage. Right. Like a piece of wood could have flown into her. Right. Or... And I didn't realize that was like part of Tamlin's power. Like I always just assumed it was like shape-shifting. Yeah. And like all the other times where they would talk about the room exploit, I just assumed he shifted. He was like throwing things. Yeah. I wonder but, if that's unique to him or if that's a High Lord thing. I don't know. Because, yeah, when, when it's like, oh, it, he exploded everything, I was like, everything just, like, literally explodes. It's yeah. not so much him, like, throwing everything. So I was like, was that what was happening in the book, like, before? Mm. And I just assumed it was him kind of, like, getting mad throwing things. Yeah. Versus, like, an actual explosion of power. Yeah. I don't know. I'm imagining, like, a scream and then just, like, everything shattering. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, So, like... Thank goodness mm-hmm. she protected herself. Yep. But he's he is immediately in shock about what he did. Oh, for sure. Which, as he should be. <sighs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm very bothered by his response, though. Yeah? Like, I, like yes, he's saying the words, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But, and maybe I'm, maybe back to my media watching, maybe I've seen... Too many true crime documentaries mm-hmm. about abusive relationships. Maybe, maybe that's what's happening in my brain. But it's it feels like he's low-key gaslighting her. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please, please. Like, just wanting to touch her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, today, let's forget it. Let's just move past it. Um, I can't control it sometimes. The rage. And it's like, no, you can control it. You can. You mm-hmm. need to do better. Right. And, like, no, you can't just pretend it didn't happen and move on with your life. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, that doesn't feel like a real apology to me. Yeah. Like, I think he's horrified by what he did. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, for sure. But that just didn't, it didn't feel like a genuine apology. It felt like when a child makes a mistake mm-hmm. and they don't want to deal with the consequences of that mistake and so yeah. they try to just pretend it didn't happen. And he's like, you yeah. have to learn, like, no, you have, there are consequences to your actions. You can't just, like, shove it down and pretend it, you didn't make a mistake. And, like, that's kind of what I was feeling, but then it goes into, basically, so he's profusely apologizing, but then, you know, right away there's less escorts. He lets her go out of the manor on horseback, like, by herself. And I was like, so it was, like, to me, then I'm like, okay, it is genuine because he's actually mm-hmm. acting on the words that he spoke. They weren't just words. So I was like, I see him making an effort, like, I know it will take time. He's not perfect. Like, I'm sure there'll be slip-ups. But, yeah. like, clearly the next day, like, he genuinely tried yeah. to, like, see what he was doing wrong and, like, yeah. change it. Well, so, to me, that, I was like, okay, this, in that this moment, is a work in progress. That, okay, fair. Yeah. But having read this group of chapters mm-hmm. and functioning off that knowledge. Yeah. Within a chapter, they're all back because he's pissed. Oh, I know. But I'm so just saying, like, like, as I'm reading it, yes. I'm like, this is a genuine apology because right. he's acting on it. So, right. And again, like I, like I said, like there could be slip-ups in the future. Right. But I see that he's trying, mm-hmm. which is this huge step from where he was, you know, two days ago. Right. So, because she had that hard conversation, you know, he apologized. He's right. acting on it. So, I was like, this is what should happen. Yes. So, clearly, I know, I know in the next, like, it, it changes. In, in the next chapter, that's not true. But, like, yes, but like, I hear you. In I this you. chapter, it is. Yeah. Um, um, at one point, though, while he's in apology mode, yeah. I thought this was interesting. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll try to be better. Please give me more time. Let me get through this, please. And she said, get through what I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm kind of feeling the same thing. Yeah. 
Um, it's like, what what are you dealing with right now? Like, obviously, we have shared trauma from under the mountain. Mm-hmm. But, like, why are you so intense right this minute? He's not telling her anything. I know. I don't like that he doesn't open up about any of his problems. He just keeps, like, focusing on that on her problems right. that she needs to deal with. And it's well, like, and then taking it out to, on her. I know. It's like you both have to. Right. Um, and she says, I don't know if she says this or she's thinking this, but she says, like, a protector. That's who he was and would always be. What I had wanted when I was cold and hard and joyless, what I had needed to melt the ice of bitter years on the cusp of starvation. Mm. I didn't have the nerve to wonder what I wanted or needed now, who I had become. And, like... I think this happens to most of us, you know? Yeah. It's like we change without even realizing it and think we want, like, what was good for us then, but not really wanting to believe that it may no longer be good for us. Yeah. And just, like, seeing how he's dealing with everything, how they're acting, because it's like they're great at, like, the physical, but, like, physical touch. Yeah. But emotionally and, like, verbally communicating, they just seem to be falling short on. And it's like she's aware of this, and yet... It's, yeah. I feel like we talked about this maybe like in a mini or like last season, basically how it's like that first true love, like high school boyfriend kind of thing. Yeah, we talked about this in the Tamlin mini. Yeah, so basically like you go away to college and it's like you, you I don't know. like You just, you lose that. Like yeah. you're just, you're no longer right for each other. You're not actually connected anymore. You no. don't have shared vision shared goals and it's like no one. You've kind of grown into your own person right. too. Right, like no one's inherently done anything wrong but it's like you're just not working for each other right and it's like i wonder if that's what's going on in her brain right here i feel like it must be because it's like she realizes this but she's like i didn't want to question it yeah and it's like if you if you're trying not to question it you know something's wrong right and at one point she said like things were good enough that i didn't dare bring it up yeah. And it's like that good enough term. It's like, no, like that's not what life should be. No, that's not what sh- love should be. That's not what love should be. Exactly. So lots this, I, I made a note in here that family, family, <laughs> is that their couple name? I guess. Um, Feyre and Tamlin, mm. you can just see how disconnected they are. Yeah. Like they're just. Yeah. And like, it's not enough to like have good physical connection. Right. Because that's easy. That's yeah. the easy part. Like, you know having sex kissing walking the gardens together like that's yeah. easy but it's everything else that's hard so mm-hmm. that can't be enough for yeah. a relationship i agree so um yeah and it's like i neither of them are are growing no. like i think that's the other thing i think so is it's like i think people go as you said they 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 this time passes maybe they become different and they become a different person and so that changes the relationship but it's like a question of like are you guys like still like growing together are you growing closer together Mm -hmm. or are you just like dying like like I don't know how else to describe it so it's like since neither of them seem to be like moving Mm -hmm. and it feels like they're just continuing to drift apart it's like it's just it's really sad to see how disconnected they've become and i think maybe if they both would be open about talking about their trauma i think it could help dramatically i think they'd both be over this so much quicker it's yeah. like it's been three months and neither of you have spoken to anybody about it right how how can you not talk about it mm-hmm. or at least do some kind of express even if you want to write in a journal like for yourself yeah like they're not getting any of these thoughts out right so 
Um, something else I noticed, though, um, you mentioned the physical aspect. Mm-hmm. So, Favor wakes up to, like, voices outside of her door. Yep. And she says something. And she said, she, like, got up and realized she was naked. And she mm-hmm. said, thanks to Tamlin, my clothes had been shredded and flung across the other side of the room. And I was like, stop shredding her clothes. <laughs> For the love of God. Stop shredding her clothes. That's... Here's the thing. It happens once. Fun. Yep. Okay? Whatever. Don't make it a normal thing. I Come mean, on. They've got the tithe. You Come know, up with something new, Tamlin. They're just raking in that money. They don't they can buy plenty of lingerie. Oh my god, I bought <laughs> I was like, stop shredding them. It bothered uh, me. Anyway. That's funny. <laughs> um but but so right after that it's yeah, so Reese has showed up to yes. take her because it's already been three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um which yeah, Tamlin, when you're gone for a week, it comes by really quick. It comes real quick. But um Reese basically takes one look at her and is just like, what the heck has happened to you? Oh my gosh, yeah. It's it's like clear that she has lost a significant amount of weight and, I mean, I assume it's probably because she's depressed, she's throwing up every yeah. night. Like The first thing he says is, are you running low on food here? Right. Which it's like, clearly they're not, so it's like, why are you not eating? Right. Um, and so I just, I appreciate... It's like, it's funny, it's like someone who she's not in a relationship with, mm-hmm. who hasn't seen her in three weeks, takes one look at her and is like, what's going on here? Yeah, like he While clearly Talon realizes there's a problem. is there most of the time. Right. And is like, not saying anything, not He's doing oblivious. anything. He's very oblivious. Yeah. Um, so Reese takes her back to the night court, just mm-hmm. as things like we're starting to get a little bit back to normal, as you said. Um, yeah, Tamlin, I thought, was interesting in this. Feyre mm-hmm. um, goes back in to get dressed, mm-hmm. um, and she's talking with Tamlin, and I thought their, like, conversation was interesting. Yeah. Um, because she's basically just like, you know, maybe, like, we should try to mend things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll start mending things the day he releases you from your bargain. And she's like, well, I'm like, maybe that's the reason he's keeping the bargain. Right. And he kind of just totally blows her off. And I'm just like, this is very frustrating. I know. But also it makes me mad. It's like, you didn't bring this conversation up the whole time. What have you been doing for the last three weeks? It's like, you decided to wait till the minute Reese arrives to, like, ask the question, oh, like, maybe we should, like, try to partner with him or, like, work with him or whatever. It's like, really, Farrah, that's a horrible plan like he's pissed now because Reese is here yeah clearly he's not going to agree to anything right like his logic is not there right now it's no, all he's emotion just rage so yeah um but opposite of Tamlin being very emotional Feyre said I've had enough fighting and snarling and going back to that open serene place atop that mountain it seemed better than hiding in the library and I'm like well, she doesn't even want to be there anymore no. she just wants out it just sounds miserable. It really does. But it's like, Zach, can you imagine not wanting to be in the same home as the person that you, like, love? No. No. Like, it's so sad. It's terrible. So, I just made a note of, like, wait, like, where is the fire? Yeah. Like, she's not even, like, being sassy with Reese. No. It's just, like, nothing. No. Oh, I thought the end of this was interesting, though. So, Tamlin, um said to Reese, he says, you end her bargain right here, right now, and I'll give you anything you want. Anything. And Reese and he it says, he merely raised a brow. I already have everything I want. And then he leaves. And I'm just like, woo! Like, it's just intense. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, in case you were wondering, this was another cranky chapter. <laughs> Mostly because of the shredding of the nightgown. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so anyway, that was chapter 10. And now chapter 11? Mm-hmm. All right, this one I put, while staying at the night court, Reese tries to help Feyre heal. Mm. This is a feels. This is definitely a feels. What are your kind of overall first thoughts? I loved, and this is like, I'm a very, what, like, I'm a very emotional person. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're like, of course. Yes. Um, so I really appreciate, I, I respond to emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone is just talking to me and they're really, like, deadpan, I'm like, I don't know how to talk to this person. Right. I like to feed, I feed off of other people's emotions. I appreciated how Resand came into this. He dropped the cool exterior mm-hmm. and he came in with concern. Yeah. Like, that feels like something a friend would do. Right. It's like, hey, I'm not going to pretend anymore. Mm-hmm. What the hell is happening? Yeah. And I just, I really appreciated that, and I think it showcased their their friendship that formed under the mountain. Yeah. And he, he's trying to just kind of do anything to get yes. her to have a spark of life. Yes. Like, he, I mean, you can clearly see how worried, like, he actually is about her, mm-hmm. just because she has no bite, there's no teasing, and she, I mean, her clothes yeah. are, like, hanging on her. He's trying so hard to, like, coax anything out of I her. I know. And she's just, like, not responding to it. So you know it's bad because she's always had this spark, like, of, you know, something against yep. him. But nothing right now. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. It, it, I thought it was funny he tried to, like, ask sideways mm-hmm. what happened. Right. Because he's like, I felt a spike of fear this month through our lovely bond. Anything exciting happen at the Wondrous Spring Court? <laughs> and it's like, he's he wants to know, but he's trying to, like... Play it cool. Play it cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of, like, blew it off. She's like, if you know, why even ask about it? Mm-hmm. And this quote just, like, oh, it hurt me. Um, he said, because these days all I hear through that bond is nothing. Silence. Even with your shields up, rather impressively most of the time, I should be able to feel you. And yet I don't. Sometimes I'll tug on a bond only to make sure you're still alive. Yeah, that got me. I was like, man, she is like clearly just dead inside dead right now. Inside. And then I loved this description. It said darkness guttered. And I was like, ooh. Like, yeah. there's just a lot happening right now. I know. There's, poor, I, I don't want to, yes, poor Farah, But also I'm like, you need to deal with your feelings. You can't just bottle it in. Like, you killed two innocent people. And it is clearly wreaking havoc on you. Yeah. You need to talk about it. You need to do yes. something about it. And she, like, she, it's like she knows she does. Because she says in these chapters, like, ten times, I feel like, like, I I wanted to do it, but I didn't have the energy. Yeah. Or, like, I I didn't feel the need to talk. To, and it's like, you're, you, it's like you have the wherewithal to understand you're in this pit. Right. But she just can't pull herself out of it mm. at all. And I mean, I know that's like what depression does. It's like you have great intentions, great thoughts, but you can't find the motivation to do anything. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's sad, but it's heartwarming that in these moments, Resand is trying to pull her out of it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we get a little further along, and Reese is basically spilling his guts, <sighs> asking Farah for help, and she doesn't even have it in her to say anything. I know. 
was like, oh my gosh. He said, I was a prisoner in her court for nearly 50 years. I was tortured and beaten and fucked until only telling myself who I was, what I had to protect, kept me from trying to find a way to end it. Please help me keep that from happening again. It's Prithian. He's the vulnerability in that moment. I was in awe. I was yeah. like, how can he be so vulnerable with this person that, first off, is just, like, completely, yeah, like, a ghost right now. They're yeah. not even, there's zero response, zero anything. And he doesn't even know her either. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, yes, I know they have their bonding under the mountain and everything. But to confess, like, that much feeling yeah. to somebody is a lot. It's, it's very brave on his part. Yeah. But I also think it goes back to the just trying to help her right to coax her out because it's like he tried being sassy he tried making her angry mm-hmm. and now he's trying to like emotionally connect with her and see if that will help yeah so i just i really appreciate the friendship he's trying to bring to this moment with yeah. her and i'm also it just reminds me of you know what he said when they were leaving under the mountain about yeah how like his intention or like the reason he did everything was so that he'd be like on the right side of history yeah and this kind of it reiterates that it's kind Mm -hmm. of like he's doing he wants to save prithian granted we don't really know exactly yeah what is gonna happen like he said war Mm -hmm. earlier on but we don't really know you know enough about that but i just like that it wasn't like he clearly didn't just say that like it he really means it and Mm -hmm. it's showing in other ways that he's talking yeah so no i agree um and then Pharaoh's like response to this, like she doesn't say anything mm-hmm. basically, but what she thought, she said, but Tamlin had made exceptions. He lightened the guard's presence, allowed me to roam a bit more freely. He was trying. We were trying. I wouldn't jeopardize that. And I just made a note like she is just such a good partner. Mm-hmm. She is a way better partner than Tamlin's <laughs> been to her. But like she is such a good partner. Like that is something like in a way I wish she would respond to Resan's like friendship in that moment yeah but like she is in a relationship with tamlin mm-hmm. and i her ability to prioritize that partnership i think is something that's really admirable it's something yeah. that like i'll be honest i've had a hard time doing before where i'm like right. you're fine this is right and it's like no you need to prioritize me mm-hmm. and like that's something that we've been like asking of tamlin to do and it's like i don't know it's cool seeing her behave that way also yeah. well and it's like because that's what she wanted she wanted she wanted less restrictions and yeah you know he apologized and he was acting yep. how he said he would and so she's recognizing that yeah it's not just like oh well he's been crappy the past three months so right it's like we're trying she's like i had the hard conversation he apologized and he's acting on it so yeah it's yeah i appreciate that she is putting her relationship with tamlin first yes over a friendship with someone that you know she has to spend a week a month with. yeah um, at this point it makes sense her reaction it does. um and reese also he reminds her that you know by letting if she lets herself like fall apart then amarantha wins i just and i like i i like that he's reminding her of that because yeah. it's like if even if she's like rejecting his plea of friendship and like his mm-hmm. emotional vulnerability like this should be something that really speaks to her yeah like let me read you a few more quotes from this section, though. Like, this was yeah. ridiculous at one point. So, like, they they were go- they were separated for a while. Because it was, right. like, after that, he left for the week. He came back. Mm-hmm. And he just saw her again and tried to interact. And he said, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do to help you. 
months and months and you're still a ghost. No, Does no one there ask what the hell's happening? Does your high lord simply not care? And she said, he's giving me space to sort it out. And he goes, let me help you. We went through enough under the mountain. She wins. That bitch wins if you let yourself fall apart. It's like, it's the pep talk we all need. Yes. I'm like, I, I just, again, it just felt very vulnerable. It felt mm-hmm. like him being a, a very good friend to her. And it stuck out to me that he's asking. He's like, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do to help you. Yeah. And I'm like, Tamlin has not asked her that. No. And again, drawing in a very, like, obviously that's what this book is doing, right? Mm-hmm. Is drawing these parallels between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to see, like you mentioned at the beginning of this, how differently she is treated and talked to mm-hmm. at the night court, AKA just Reese's house right yeah. now, <laughs> um, versus in the spring court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I, I feel like Tamlin thinks he knows what's best for her. Yeah. And he's also just that protector. Like, that's who he is. Yeah. And so he feels a responsibility to act a certain way, regardless of what Farrah's thinking. Whereas I think Rhysand, he also, he doesn't know Farrah as well either. Mm. And so to him, he's probably like, well, if I ask, then yeah. you know, maybe I'll figure it out. Whereas I think Tamlin, but Tamlin's still thinking of her as this human that yeah. he met, not this new Farrah that mm-hmm. he really... I mean, he really didn't get to know the new Pharaoh under the mountain because he didn't act, interact with her the whole time. Yeah. You know, she was yeah. just trapped in her cell and he sat there and was stoic the whole time. Right. So. He's almost like handicapped by their relationship right. and helping her. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, one other random thing that stuck out to me is he, they were doing more of the lessons. Mm-hmm. And she did really well. Like, she read the sentences right away. She did the mind stuff right away. Mm-hmm. And it said, he blinked. You practice. And she, it says, I rose from the table and walked away. I had nothing better to do. And I was, I don't know. I just. Yeah. I don't like the way that is. It's like, you yeah. had nothing better to do than, like, I mean, granted, I'm very appreciative that you're learning to read and write. Like, yeah. I think it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, you. <laughs> but you had nothing better to do. It's like, I don't know. Maybe you could try to replan your yeah. wedding. Maybe you could try to do anything yeah kind of it's like that's the best thing you have to do at home right in the spring court with the man you love that's the best thing you have nothing else to do and then another line over here that stuck out it said days passed and i didn't mm-hmm. i'm like Ugh. it just it's heartbreaking yeah. it's heartbreaking she just feels very stagnant and I yeah i like it i agree um so pharaoh returns from the night court and things go back to how they were so um centuries back in full force to watch her yes just before that though mm-hmm. so right before um she leaves the high lord and her have that exchange mm-hmm. and this stuck out it said the high lord of the night court honestly looked relieved at the side of it of that wrath that made me want to rage and burn because she like snapped at him oh yeah and it said a feeling for once not like the ho- that hollow cold and silence and the thoughts of returning to that manor with the sentries and the patrols and the secrets, I sank back into my chair. And it just, like, mm. again, I, I made the note, of like, he did it. Like, yeah. he's been harassing her for a week, but, like, he finally, like, pulled a feeling out of her, which is good. Um, but it's sad that she's, like, dreading going home. I know. So. I feel like she's just not happy anywhere. Yeah. Because it's like she doesn't want to be bothered while she's in the night court. Like she doesn't yeah. want to deal with Rizan's taunting and teasing. Like she just wants to sit there, like enjoy the open air and like that's it. But then it's like she doesn't want to go back. Yeah. And do anything at like the spring court either. It's like you just this empty shell. It's really mm-hmm. all she is. It's so sad. It is. 
Um, and Reese's final words to her are fight it. Yeah. And then she's back, like you said, centuries in full force. Yeah, so I was like, well, that lasted all of five minutes. Five minutes, I know. And it's like, I get, like, Tamlin's pissed because yeah. she was taken again. But I was like, are you just going to be, like, in this continuous cycle where it's like, she gets back and you're super mm-hmm. pissed that she left, so you're, like, super overprotective. And yeah. then it's like, you're gone for a week, and then the following week yeah. it's like, you apologize, you realize what you did, and you, like, kind of loosen things right. up. So it's like, are you really only going to have, like, one good week out of every month he is so deeply emotionally immature that's Mm -hmm. why he has a temper that's why he throws for lack of a better word these tantrums like it's unacceptable Mm -hmm. to put her through these cycles over and over yeah it is a form of emotional abuse like it just it is like to pull someone back and forth and back and forth and it's not good for him either it's like he's not gonna be able to work through his trauma if he's constantly Concerned about, right. like, Reese taking her, her coming back, right. what happened over there. Like, it's not good for him either. Yeah. And but then, it's like, he's not even seeing that it's the that it's the problem. No, not at all. Like, he'll apologize for snapping. Mm-hmm. But, it, again, I think it's that idea of, like, what is an apology? Like, an apology is saying you're sorry and not doing it anymore. Right. Like, that's what an apology is. Yeah, and he's not. Clearly. He's not. It's just back around and yeah, around and around. And it's it's painful to watch. It's yeah. Red Flag City. <laughs> chapter 12. All right. The last chapter of today. Oh, man. All right. We got another cranky sticker. Mm-hmm. Um, slash angry. This one's a bit this, more angry. I feel like this is like an in my feels chapter. Oh, was like, this an in your feels? Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I was. For me. I was Slash angry. angry. <laughs> slash angry. Yes. An angry feel. Um, so Tamlin's protectiveness grows at the spring court leading him to a decision that will send Feyre reeling and, ironically, towards freedom. Mm. <sighs> yeah, this chapter, is, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's, Can I tell you my favorite line at the very beginning? Please. I, I, <clears throat> this happened, like, within the first page. And she's just, like, going through the motions, basically. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> Um, she says, I was burning through books every day, stories about people and places I'd never heard of. They were perhaps the only thing that kept me from teetering into utter despair. And just like, like, thank you for books. I know. It just like that brought, especially like, obviously we we're doing a podcast about a book series that deeply affected us. (laughs) We love books and reading Mm -hmm. so much. And like, I think back on like books that got me through things Mm -hmm. like We've talked about how Outlander got yep. me through this like terrible breakup in 2014, and mm-hmm. I like it's like I like you can connect books to moments and like how they healed you, and it just this quote gave me a lot of feels. Yeah, well, I can appreciate <laughs> it. Like, I love that you know Sarah J. Mass is so insightful, and in yeah. that like she's writing a book and she's writing about people that read books to yep. heal themselves. Like it's. It's, it's, oh gosh, what's the word? Oh, I don't know. Like Inception? Yeah. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Drop that little nugget and it goes back up three layers. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. But no, I I read that and I was like, oh, she's reading. Like, those are her friends. Like, that's, which, I mean, it's sad because I hate that you don't actually have real friends. But. But I so appreciate that because it's like, we've, a lot, well, readers. Yeah. People that like to read have like, probably all been through that at one point in time where it's like. You felt like you didn't have anybody, but, like, you can connect with this character yeah. and this experience and, like, that just 
pulls you through. Yes. And it's like, in a way, I feel like that about these books. Oh, I know. These books, especially because we read these during pandemic. Oh, my gosh. The year of the pandemic. So we read all of Sarah J. Mass's books during (laughs) the pandemic. Her, yeah, her books It got us through. It really did. Yeah. It really did. Like, these books revived us from a pandemic state. Yeah. Oh, you're, so, anyway. No, I really, I appreciate that's that. That's not connected to the actual content of what we're reading. But it's so but important. It is. Um, but before, like, all the feelsy stuff. Yes. Um, we had talked earlier about how Farrah's powers are manifesting. Yes. And this is the chapter where the Tamlin's cost. power seems to manifest. Yay. Like, Tamlin, I guess him and Ianthe are walking, like, mm-hmm. back. And Lucian actually sees her, like release the claws or whatever however yeah. they come out i don't really know um and just from like her getting mad so because she's being exclu- excluded from conversation so it's like clearly that apology yeah is not being acted upon um and lucian like sees this he tells her to follow him yeah um, i got big brother vibes here uh, well this just like this is like reaffirming like i love lucian mm-hmm. i love like he sees Pharaoh. Like, he is not oblivious to the fact that, like, she is yeah. suffering and, like, not moving past this stuff. And, like, that Tamlin is, like, smothering her with, like, this overprotectiveness. And he is, like, trying to find the balance, which, like, yeah. I can super respect because it's, like, he's Tamlin's number one. Yeah. So he has to respect the High Lord because it, you know, has implications for everyone in the Spring Court. And it's, yeah. like, if he's disobeying, everyone can disobey. So, mm-hmm. like, he has to obey. But then he also is friends with Tara, or Tara. <laughs> he's friends with Farah and big brother-ish to Farah. So he's trying to, like, look out for her and, like, yeah. really try to do what he can for her. So it's, like, he's, like, I'm going to speak to Tamlin, like, on your behalf. I'm going to really mm-hmm. try to, like, see if we can do something about, like, letting you, like, train, letting you, like, go out right. and, like, not be so chaperoned all the time. So it's, like, I just, I love that Lucian is, like, aware, at least. And yeah. he's, like, trying yeah, as he's, much as he can, because he's, he's that fine balance. It's like you can't... He's caught between a rock and a hard place. Right, he is. But he's doing what he can, which I yeah, appreciate. I agree. Um, and then it, like, alludes to when he brings it up mm-hmm. later that night, and Tamlin just, like, completely blew her off. Or, sorry, no. Tamlin just completely blew Lucian off, essentially. And Said, it's like, also because no. Ianthe. Ianthe's, yes. like, pushing... I think it's interesting. He's listening to Ianthe more than Lucian. I do too. And it's like Ianthe's this high priestess, whereas Lucian is like your emissary and like you fought beside him before. You went through the 50 years of Amarantha's reign together. Right. Like Ianthe was off doing God knows what. Like, I know. I feel like you should trust Lucian more than Ianthe. That's, that's why I was really surprised. And I was also like really surprised that Ianthe is pushing so hard oppositely. It's yeah. like you could just be like, well, we can train her, but we can like do it discreetly like let's find a place where it's like secluded like you can yeah. magic it so nobody can see like all these things but she's like no like no mm. training at all she's like that's not what she needs to be doing she should just be picking out colors and right. decorating and like all these things so yeah. i just thought it was interesting that like tamlin sides with ianthe over lucian mm-hmm. um so we kind of get to the next day mm-hmm. and tamlin's leaving again yep and Feyre asks to go with him. Like, outright, for the first yes. time. Which, I was also like, wait, so you've been trapped for, like, three to four months-ish mm-hmm. in this house, saying you can't do anything, Tamlin doesn't let you do anything, but you've never actually asked him. Yeah. 
Well, it might have been like she did at the beginning and then she just gave up and hasn't done it in a really long time, but... I thought she said this was the first time that she's explicitly asked him, like, to come with. Oh, gosh. Did it say that? I think so. <laughs> um, where? I believe you. I just... No, where is it? Oh, no, it says, I never asked it outright. Yeah. But, yep. No, you're totally And I was right. like, you've been here this whole time complaining and whining. <laughs> and it's like, I have, like, maybe, like, 2% less like sad feelings towards you right now because if you're not even gonna, like I understand I think what she asked specifically though was can I come with you right so not like can she leave the house no. I think she's asked that yes but can I go with you that's a whole different question because it's like then she would be under his protection she'd right. be with him all these thoughts in my head I'm just like you're it makes me <laughs> so mad I was like you cannot be genuinely mad with somebody if you've never asked them for something like you right especially guys guys well, are so dumb they are dumb. they need this to be true. explicitly asked every question <laughs> yes and you're not asking him you're assuming but is it because he, he said he said no to so many other things that it's like why bother ask for this maybe but you think at least initially she would have been asking like can i come with you on these yeah, things I like know. i don't know when i read that it made me mad i was like farah now I don't have nearly as much sympathy for you because you didn't even ask to go. I know, but also... Like, yes, uh, he should have known. Yes, it's implied. Well, I'm not even going to no. go into, like, he should have known thing. Right. I I can see it being, like, he has said no and pushed her down in so many other ways mm -hmm. that she just lost the will to ask for things. Yeah. I can see that happening very quickly. Uh, yes. And so it's like... I, I wonder if it's a response to him being so intense from the very beginning. It's like, I shouldn't even, I, I won't even bother asking because I know what the answer is going to be because it's yeah. all he ever says anymore and that's mm -hmm. that. So I don't know if it's just like, she just didn't ask. I, I wonder if it's like in response to yeah. his behavior. I'm sure. But again, this is me and my yeah. like, logical, <laughs> like, I feel like, ask like, the question, Vera. If you don't ask, you're never going to get it. That's, so. Yeah. That's just my brain being like annoyed <laughs> right there yeah but but anyways so but he says no basically because there's threats right and i think she made a fair point she said there will always be some threat there will always be some conflict or enemy or something that keeps me in here mm -hmm. and i'm like that's true it's true like especially with like fairies are immortal like there yeah. will there has always been some kind of something happening like there's yeah. always going to be an event especially if you're worried about one of six other high lords finding yeah. out that you have power like there's always going to be something happening yeah. where you're going to be stuck there mm -hmm. um and she said something or she thought it i guess mm -hmm. that just stuck out to me as like a potential we we call this episode the turning point mm -hmm. it felt like a turning point for her yep she said i was not the human girl who needed coddling and pampering who wanted luxury and easiness i didn't know how to go back to craving those things to being docile mm -hmm. so it's almost like she's starting to realize in this moment i cannot live like this yeah and i mean that's and, like so she fights tamlin about it yeah well that was like similar to like chapter 10 when she was talking about how he's a protector and like that's what she wanted initially but it's like now she didn't so it's like she's realizing this like yeah this whole that's why this yeah this whole section is called like the turning, turning one. yeah <laughs> um but yeah she, what you just said i totally agree um so she's like following him and fighting him mm -hmm. and he locks her in there i i, I can't I, I we all 
would lose our shit. Well, at first it's like, wait, 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 what? And because she, she even like, she was like, who do you think you are? Well, so she initially thinks she shielded herself like she did before. Right. She's like, did I just magic myself into the, like trapped <laughs> in my own house? Like what? Because that would be my initial reaction. I'm like, what? Did, what did I just do to myself? Like, right. how did I manage? Because like, it's so unfathomable. Right. Because it's like she's so pissed, and so it's like her emotions are high. So like that's what happened before. Like the shield just appeared. So she's like, did I just like magically trap right. myself inside? Like dumb yep. me. And she's like, wait a second. Yep. No, still can't go out. And, like, Lucian tells her, he's like, basically, Tamlin's magic to you in. Everybody else can come and go. Yeah. But you can't leave. Yeah. And he tells her to just be patient. And I'm like, no! She no. doesn't need to be patient. No. It's unacceptable. I was like, Unacceptable. No. I mean, if you're going to magic... Okay. Like, I know the whole thing is wrong. But I'm just saying, if you're going to magic someone to stay... Yep. Why wouldn't you just do your whole compound? Why can't she just wander the gardens? Like, she physically can't even leave the house. Yes. She is stuck inside. And because he we does all know not how, care. We all know how much she hates being inside. Yes. I was like, you could at least, he like... He is so obsessed yes. with her staying alive that he has completely disregarded every other need she has. Yes. Every other, like, want and desire she has, yes. too. It's like, okay, this is not, like the basic needs anymore this is like her emotional well-being yeah. and like emotional state but it's is, like in even her basic needs it's yes. like the the is the, it the pavlov's hierarchy, hierarchy of needs, needs. Mm-hmm. it's like if you can't even get those basic needs met you can't even start to meet all those other no. ones and he's stealing everything at that bottom of the pyramid i i can't i just like i was like no. Caitlin, i was like really trying to be on your side about everything yes. and like really trying to think through everything this is where i was like no yeah. like he like if you were gonna magic her in yeah it should be the whole estate like the yeah. fact that he just trapped her in a house where she already hates half the rooms in the house because yeah. they're too like claustrophobic for her i was like you literally have zero concern for her well-being it's yeah. just what you think of her yeah and like who she used to be mm-hmm. and i i I was so mad at this point. So unacceptable. I know. I just and then she goes into a full on panic attack because like what else is she gonna do when she's in when she's trapped in a space based off of what she came out of? I know. I feel like it's like anxiety, rage, despair. It's yep. like I don't even know like I know I've never had a panic attack personally, so like I don't know all the feelings that get encompassed. This feels into like it. a panic attack. <laughs> it feels like a panic attack, but I was like, I feel like it's almost like that combined with something more like yeah. I don't even know like what other yeah. kind of like fit you could like combine it I with. I mean she's having just like this insane emotional experience. I know. Which it, I don't blame her. She's literally ensconced in a cocoon of darkness and Ugh. fire and ice and wind. A cocoon that melted the ring off my finger until the golden ore dropped away into the void. The emerald the emerald tumbling after it. That's insane. I, I, I'm just like picturing like <laughs> Again, always going back to Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> it's a good frame of reference. I know. You know when Voldemort is, like, being reborn out of the big cauldron? Oh. Like, that's what I'm picturing. Like, she's, like, cocooned, and, like, there's all this, like, fire and, like, ice Ooh. and, like, all these colors around yeah, yeah, yeah. her, almost, like, cocooned around her, and then she's just, like, ugh. It's, like, an explosion of that. Yeah. But, that like, that's my, like, visual reference mm-hmm. of, like, what I see happening around her. Mm-hmm. it's so intense she's like I couldn't get out I couldn't get out I couldn't get out Mm -hmm. like it's just it's so much I know I just and then it said someone was shouting my name from far away Alice Alice and like she couldn't hear her like Mm -hmm. there was literally like it's not 
obviously she's Faye. So, like, it's not a normal panic attack. No. There's magic involved. Right. And it's just, it's so much. Which is why I feel like, I felt like there was, like, another level to, like, I couldn't <laughs> no, just call it, it totally a panic is. attack. It's, like, Faye magic, panic it's, attack. It's magical. <laughs> magical panic attacks. Great. Yeah, which, it's like, that's so great. I know. Um, And so I just, ugh. I just, I was, like, raging at this point. Because for me, you said this was your moment. When he exploded in the room, mm-hmm. that was my first, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Moment. Mm-hmm. This was the, oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. We're, we're done. Moment. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I don't care what happens next. I am done. Yeah. And then, surprisingly, more is the one yes that like comes to her rescue and like i thought it was interesting because again alice yes the mrs potts character who i've never like she's always impartial and is yeah. like but like pro fair at the same time she says please please take care of her mm. and i was just like i think alice even knows at this point i think she does and that's why that's why i'm always like was she like saying that like Farrah's like word of, will spread about Farrah being good yeah or like because I think she just has, like, such high respect for Farah, and so she's genuinely worried about her well-being. I don't really think she cares at this point, like, mm-hmm. about Tamlin or Lucian or the Spring Court. It's more just, like, Farah. So I like that, you know, she wants more to take care of her, and I think she knows that she will. Yeah, I agree. So. Um, and so Moore takes her out of there, and she says, Do you think his shield would keep us from you? Reese shattered it with half a thought. Mm-hmm. And I just, again to speak of their friendship I just like he heard what happened and like immediately like how quickly did Moore get there yeah like that was an immediate response yeah she literally was her ball of like flame ice wind Moore's there magically I know just like instantaneously pretty much so it's just again I think I just really appreciate him jumping in and helping her even though like he's not getting anything out of it. Like, they're, no. she's not nice to him. No. she No. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's it's not, like... She doesn't even respond to him half the time. Right. So... so anyway. And I like that, like, Moore's telling her, you're free. You're free. Not safe, not protected, free. I put sob next to that. Was, just the fact that she has to, like, think that. Yeah. That it's, okay, it's not like I'm safe, it's not I'm protected, I am free. Yeah. Because she felt so caged and trapped yes. that she... It didn't even matter if she was protected. Yes. Or, you know, saved. Because I think that was that was the problem under the mountain. Right. It was her lack of freedom. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, there was this guise of freedom, but in reality, she just stepped into a different, like... Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. Like, and she's, like, in this moment, she's genuinely out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then <sighs> the last thing, like, so more tells like Reese she's like I did everything by the book and mm-hmm. I was like I don't know yeah really what that means like I'm sure there's more to come on that political related activities something but I was just like oh I was like okay well I mean I'm glad you did everything by the book right like because obviously like there's probably negative repercussions that could come yeah with something like that um because I'm assuming like you can't just steal people away from other courts I'm mm-hmm. assuming it has something to do with that <laughs> well she's his fiance. Yeah. Like you it's kind of a big deal. It's like it's like you taking the Queen of England and like what else like what do you expect? Yeah. So this was very hard to like not 
continue reading yeah. after this page. I was like, is Pharaoh okay? Like, what's yeah. going to happen with Tamlin? What's going to happen with Rhysand? I'm glad more is, like, this friend that she didn't really even know she had need- slash yeah. needed. So, yeah, I'm very curious, like, the relationships that are going to change or yeah. be affected by all of this. Yeah, everything everything is so different at this point. Like it's the turning point. It's the turning point. Like it's it's crazy. Like just to think back to like, you know, just before the mountain, her mm-hmm. relationship with Tamlin and Lucian and how Resand even. And Resand even. And then how just like the mountain changed everything and how like they're all such different people right now. Right. Like these are not the same people we met in Akatar. No. And just it's not. so interesting because it's like Rhysand was under the mountain for 50 years. Yeah. Tamlin and Lucian and Feyre were under the mountain for three months. Yep. Can you imagine if they had actually been there for 50 years, like how bad Tamlin and Lucian... Well, Lucian, not so much. Like he's... I feel like he's fine. But Tamlin... Tamlin was there for three months. Yeah. What if he had been there for 50 years? How crazy would he have been after 50 years? It's like Rhys is like... He's still caring. He's still considerate. He's like cares about what's going yeah. on with Farah and her life and her thoughts and emotions. I mean, we've only interacted with him twice, but like that's right. that's it's, what's coming across, right? And it's more than how Tamlin's responding. And he yeah. was like, he was never Am- Amaranthus for. Like he yeah. just sat there stoically. So I'm just amazed at like the responses versus like the actual time spent suffering under the mountain. Yeah. So no, that's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like we're like hit like these are the heavy hitters. Like I know. this is this, this was a chunk of like heaviness. Yes. But like so important I know. to this story. So Alright, so next week we're gonna do chapters thirteen through sixteen. Okay. And I'm not gonna say the name of it either. Okay. So <laughs> we'll see you next week for more. Yes. I hope it gets better. <laughs> I know. Don't forget to follow us if you're not already on Instagram. We're mm-hmm. at Fairies and Fangirls. And we'll talk more later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at Fairies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.